The police and justice ministers announced at 10.30 they're giving police officers more tools to tackle crime. The package of policies includes additional search and warrant powers, allowing seizure of weapons from gang members during conflicts. The New Zealand Police Association says today's announced measures are a solid start. Police Association President Chris Carhold joins me now. Good morning to you. Good morning, Kerry. They seemed a bit ho-hum to me. Oh, look, I think one of the biggest things out of it is that the minister's become engaged and he wants to get action. And I think that says a lot. Uh, He hasn't been in the role long. He's... He's certainly gone out and talked to people. He's listened to some of the things we've said, some of the things frontline cops have said. So in some ways, that is the best that I'm hearing this morning. See, that was interesting. When you were talking to Mike, um, must have been a week or so ago, and you said that you'd given the new police minister a briefing document and he'd read it and he'd remarked on it and came back with more questions, the fact that you had to say that, I thought, spoke volumes about previous ministers. Yeah, well, look, we'll look to the future. Without a doubt, this minister's you know, high-ranking in Cabinet. Clearly, I think the government's recognised that law and order are concerns to the public and they want to do something about it. So we'll build on this. There are some really good things this morning. I mean, there's things the public will see immediately. The, the ability to seize and impound more vehicles for mm-hmm. different offences, you know, that's the stuff we're seeing around boy races, it's around gangs that, um, and their behaviour at some funerals, things like that. And if the public see police tone vehicles, that gives them some confidence. So we'll be pleased to see that implemented. But you can only seize an impound if you've got enough police officers to do it. And what we're hearing is that you've got boy racers turning up two to three hundred of them, and you've got two carloads of cops who can't do a single solitary thing. Yeah, without a doubt, the demand on police is a problem. And, and look, we acknowledge the government has given us a big boost in police, and it's slower than though we want it to be. It is rolling out. The problem is the demand continues to grow, and really police are going to have to look around. Can they respond to all these low-level family harm incidents that aren't actually criminal offending and aren't at risk of people getting hurt? Can they continue to deliver around mental health? When in fact, that's a health issue, not a policing issue. And those staff getting freed up from those sorts of events are the ones that should be out there seizing the vehicles and those sorts of things. Well, yes, that's it. I mean, you've, we've heard time and again that the family harm and the mental health incidents are just swamping police. Yeah, look, we can't, they are, but we can't even play that some of those incidents are serious and, and, and you know, you've got to judge the risk right. But, you know, I'm, I'm out now hearing about how many officers are getting called things where, where a teenage boy won't put the computer away at night. Sorry, that's what? a parenting issue. It's not a policing issue. Right. Uh, no. I'm serious. And, yeah. and police has just got to say, sorry, no, we're not coming. Um, you know, every adult having an argument is not at risk of serious violence. Of course, yeah, I totally get that we've got to get that mix right. We've got a horrendous history of violence around family harm, but police can't just go to everything and, and some judgments are going to have to be made to free up some staff around this. All very well and good having the extra police to round up the crims. The number of times I've been told that court at the moment is just a revolving door for criminals, which is just sapping the morale of police too. Yeah, I think there's two things. I mean, the, the, the slow, I mean, obviously COVID's impacted the court process, but like, I've been around police for 35 years. The frustration around the slowness of courts, the delay in the court process has never changed. It's time for justice and police to get together and find some solutions that work for victims, work for offenders and work for police. 
Um, and yes, certainly the, the, the penalties have been dramatically review, um, reduced, and that's going to be a social experiment. It'll take time, and, and I'm, I'm sort of hearing about a top-end crime investigation saying, actually, we're better just to look at the assets and ignore the criminal offending because it's not worth the effort. So that's going to be something that will be interesting to watch in the months and years ahead. How do you mean that it's not worth the effort to look at the offending? Well, well, as an example, you can. You, I know officers who've recently spent two and a half years investigating top-end, serious organised crime um, conspiracies to import hundreds of kilos of methamphetamine. When they finally go through the whole prosecution process, these people are getting less time in prison than the whole operation was to investigate. Yeah. So are they actually better off just spending their time seizing the assets and investigating the the criminal assets that these people are and hurt them that way. Uh, it's possibly the solution going forward. Uh, talking to Christopher Luxon yesterday, he was big on education and saying that if kids are at school, they're not truanting, then you're going to see you know, a reduction in crime, both immediately because they're not out you know, with nothing to do and also in the long term because they'll have options and choices. Yeah, I'm, I'm big, and I think everyone agrees. Education's the answer, and it's the right education. Um, truancy has long-term going to really hurt us. The, the level of truancy since COVID is, is incredibly high, and we're losing these people out of the education system for good. Uh, I think you know, I'm not an expert in education, but we've also got to make it work for individuals. Um, if, if a kid is at school learning how be a wood turner, learning how mechanics of a car work. I don't care if he can't spell necessarily that well. If it works for him, it leads him into a trade. I think, you know, we've just got to look at what actually works for the kids that fall through the traditional education system and make it work for them because that's the long-term way of keeping them out of the criminal justice system. Yeah. All right. Nice to hear your thoughts, Chris, and nice to see it uh hopefully in the beginning of a, a beautiful relationship between the police minister and the police. It'd be nice to see. Thanks so much, Kerry. Appreciate it. Chris Carhill, Police Association President.